0: Hello, friends. Today is October 12th, and this is the One-Year Bible Tour Guide podcast, where we read through the entire Bible in a year, each day reading successive portions from the Old and New Testaments. We also provide reflective commentary, highlighting details in the text that you don't want to miss. My name is David McAdam, pastor and teacher at New Life Community Church in Concord, Massachusetts. My wife Mary Ellen and I have had many decades now of reading through the Bible and have come to appreciate the unity in the diversity of the 66 books. In this unique and inspired compendium, we have a record of God's self-disclosure through His redemptive work in history, culminating in the fulfillment of His promise in the person and work of His Son, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the Anointed One. Whose name means God to the rescue or the Lord is salvation. We are continuing our reading from the prophet Jeremiah today in the Old Testament. He is prophesying in a critical time in the history of the southern kingdom of Judah. The northern kingdom of Israel had already been conquered by the Assyrians. Jeremiah will give warning and will witness the demise of the southern kingdom of Judah as it is taken into seventy years of Babylonian captivity. Jerusalem will fall to the Babylonians. Jeremiah's calling for repentance falls on deaf ears, yet in the midst of the prophecies of their destruction, Jeremiah keeps the merciful promise in view of a future restoration. In this regard, Jeremiah is both a prophet of doom and a prophet of hope, depending on where one puts one's trust. So let's go to today's portion from the Old Testament. We will be reading the next three chapters, Starting with chapter 19, we will read through to the end of chapter 21. Jeremiah chapter 19, and I am reading from the English Standard Version. The Broken Flask Thus says the Lord, Go, buy a potter's earthenware flask, and take some of the elders of the people and some of the elders of the priests, and go to the valley of the son of Hinnom, at the entry of the potsherd gate, and proclaim there the words that I tell you. You shall say, Hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such disaster upon this place, that the ears of every one who hears of it will tingle. Because the people have forsaken me, and have profaned this place by making offerings in it to other gods whom neither they nor their fathers nor the kings of Judah have known, and because they have filled this place with the blood of innocents, and have built the high places of Baal to burn their sons in the fire as burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or decree, nor did it come into my mind, therefore, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when this place shall no more be called Topheth, or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. And in this place I will make void the plans of Judah and Jerusalem, and will cause their people to fall by the sword before their enemies, and by the hand of those who seek their life. I will give their dead bodies for food to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the earth, and I will make this city a horror, a thing to be hissed at. Everyone who passes by it will be horrified and will hiss because of all its wounds and I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and their daughters, and every one shall eat the flesh of his neighbor in the siege and in the distress, with which their enemies and those who seek their life afflict them. Then you shall break the flask in the sight of the men who go with you, and shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, So will I break this people and this city, as one breaks a potter's vessel, so that it can never be mended. Men shall bury in Topheth because there will be no place else to bury. Thus will I do to this place, declares the Lord, and to its inhabitants, making this city like Topheth. The houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah, all the houses on whose roof offerings have been made, offered to all the host of heaven, and drink offerings have been poured out to other gods, shall be defiled like the place of Topheth. Then Jeremiah came from Topheth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy, And he stood in the court of the Lord's house, and said to all the people, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing upon this city, and upon all its towns, all the disaster that I have pronounced against it, because they have stiffened their neck, refusing to hear my words. Chapter 20 Jeremiah Persecuted by Pashur Now Pashur the priest, the son of Immer, who was chief officer in the house of the Lord, heard Jeremiah prophesying these things. Then Pashur beat Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the upper Benjamin gate of the house of the Lord. The next day, when Pashur released Jeremiah from the stocks, Jeremiah said to him, The Lord does not call your name Pashur, but terror on every side. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends. They shall fall by the sword of their enemies while you look on, and I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon. He shall carry them captive to Babylon, and shall strike them down with the sword. Moreover, I will give all the wealth of the city, all its gains, all its prized belongings, and all the treasures of the kings of Judah into the hand of their enemies, who shall plunder them and seize them and carry them to Babylon and you, Pashur, and all who dwell in your house, shall go into captivity. To Babylon you shall go, and there you shall die, and there you shall be buried, you and all your friends, to whom you have prophesied falsely. O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You are stronger than I, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughing-stock all the day. Every one mocks me. For whenever I speak, I cry out, I shout violence and destruction for the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say, I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot, for I hear many whispering. Terror is on every side. Denounce him, let us denounce him, say all my close friends, watching for my fall. Perhaps he will be deceived, then we can overcome him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Therefore my persecutors will stumble, they will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, who tests the righteous, who sees the heart and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them, for to you have I committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord. For he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of evil-doers. Cursed be the day on which I was born, the day when my mother bore me. Let it not be blessed. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father, A son is born to you, making him very glad. Let that man be like the cities that the Lord overthrew without pity. Let him hear a cry in the morning, and an alarm at noon, because he did not kill me in the womb, so my mother would have been my grave, and her womb for ever great. Why did I come out from the womb to see toil and sorrow and spend my days in shame? Chapter twenty-one. Jerusalem will fall to Nebuchadnezzar. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord when King Zedekiah sent to him Pashur the son of Malchiah and Zephaniah the priest, the son of Maasiah, saying, "Inquire of the Lord for us, for Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, is making war against us." Perhaps the Lord will deal with us according to all his wonderful deeds, and will make him withdraw from us. Then Jeremiah said to them, Thus you shall say to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands, and with which you are fighting against the king of Babylon, and against the Chaldeans, who are besieging you outside the walls, and I will bring them together into the midst of this city, I myself will fight against you, with outstretched hand and strong arm, in anger and in fury and in great wrath, and I will strike down the inhabitants of this city, both man and beast, and they shall die of a great pestilence. Afterward, declares the Lord, I will give Zedekiah king of Judah, and his servants, and the people in the city, who survived the pestilence, sword, and famine, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and into the hand of their enemies, into the hand of those who seek their lives. He shall strike them down with the edge of the sword. He shall not pity them, or spare them, or have compassion. And to this people you shall say, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. He who stays in this city shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But he who goes out and surrenders to the Chaldeans who are besieging you shall live, and shall have his life as a prize of war. For I have set my face against this city for harm, and not for good, declares the Lord. It shall be given into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall burn it with fire. And to the house of the king of Judah say, Hear the word of the Lord, O house of David. Thus says the Lord, Execute justice in the morning, and deliver from the hand of the oppressor him who has been robbed, lest my wrath go forth like fire, and burn with none to quench it, because of your evil deeds. Behold, I am against you, O inhabitant of the valley, O rock of the plain, declares the Lord, you who say, Who shall come down against us, or who shall enter our habitations? I will punish you according to the fruit of your deeds, declares the Lord. I will kindle a fire in her forest, and it shall devour all that is around her. And this concludes our reading from the Old Testament portion today from the Book of Jeremiah. Now let's take a few moments to recap and reflect on important facts. Jeremiah is told to buy a clay jar from a potter. In yesterday's reading, we witnessed how the potter reshaped a vessel due to the marred clay. Now he is to take a vessel, along with the elders and the priests, to the valley of Ben-Hinnom, near the entrance of the potsherd gate. There he is to publicly proclaim the imminent disaster upon the people of Judah and the city of Jerusalem. Jeremiah chapter 19 verses 3 through 9. Then he is to break the vessel while the leaders are watching and say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, just so I will break this people and this city, even as one breaks a potter's vessel, which cannot again be repaired. And they will bury in Topheth because there is no other place for burial. Jeremiah 19, verse 11. Topheth was a location in Jerusalem where worshippers, influenced by the pagan Canaanite gods, engaged in child sacrifices offered to Malek and Baal. This detestable practice was deserving of Yahweh's wrathful punishment. After prophesying at Topheth, Jeremiah went into Jerusalem's temple to prophesy destruction. These prophecies did come true as the Babylonians launched siege warfare against the Jews. The enemy cut off all their food supplies, and the people became so hungry that they resorted to cannibalism, even eating their own children. This horrific fact was also predicted in the Torah, in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 29, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 53 through 57. The actual occurrence of these events is recorded in 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 28 and 29, and in Lamentations chapter 2 verse 20 and chapter 4 verse 10. The chief temple officer, Pashur, was furious with Jeremiah's prophecies and had him beaten, most likely whipped to the legal limit of 39 stripes, and then put in the stocks at the upper gate of Benjamin at the Lord's temple. On the next day, when he is released, Jeremiah prophesies Jerusalem's destruction once again and proclaims that its citizens will be taken into captivity in Babylon. Pashur, now renamed by Jeremiah, Magor Misabib, meaning terror on every side, will see the fulfillment of this prophecy and then be taken captive to Babylon, where he will die along with others to whom he had prophesied lies. Jeremiah pours out his complaint to the Lord, he has suffered the hard consequences of bringing the word of the Lord to the people of God. He is persecuted, maligned, and scorned. We have his conflicting emotions recorded in chapter 20, verses 7 through 18. O oh Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You have overcome me and prevailed. I have become a laughing stock. All day long, everyone mocks me. For each time I speak, I cry aloud. I proclaim violence and destruction because for me the word of the Lord has resulted in reproach and derision all day long. But if I say, I will not remember him or speak any more in his name, then in my heart it becomes like a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary of holding it in, and I cannot endure it. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 7-9 through 9. Jeremiah is tempted to quit, but the burden of the word of the Lord is so strong that the suffering he experiences while attempting to be silent seems greater than the suffering he experiences when he is beaten for speaking aloud the truth, the word is like fire burning in his bones so that he cannot contain himself, like the apostle Peter in the book of Acts, he cannot but speak of what he has seen and heard, or the apostle Paul who said, "For woe is me if I do not preach the gospel," Acts chapter four verse twenty and First Corinthians chapter nine verse sixteen, in chapter twenty one. The Babylonians begin their attack against Jerusalem, and King Zedekiah requests that Jeremiah inquire of the Lord in hopes that they will experience miraculous deliverance. However, Jeremiah announces that the Lord says that he himself is using the Babylonian army to fight against them. He mercifully sets before them life or death. If they stay in the city, they will die by either sword, famine, or plague. But if they go out of the city and surrender to the babylonians they shall live and we will read more from the book of jeremiah tomorrow now let's go to the new testament reading paul's first letter to the thessalonians chapter 5 verses 4 through 28 first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 4 but you are not in darkness brothers for that day to surprise you like a thief for you are all children of light children of the day but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And this concludes our reading from today's New Testament portion, and it concludes our reading of Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. Now let's take a few moments to review. Paul reminds the Thessalonians that they are not in darkness. They have the light of God's Word. They are children of the day. Therefore, they should not be caught off guard but should diligently live their lives in the hope of the Lord's coming, pursuing holiness. They should not be fearful of men, but have a healthy fear or reverence for God. As it has been said, we do not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9-11 through 11, For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him therefore encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing paul gives some final exhortations respect your hard working leaders they are not perfect but god has gifted them for the upbuilding of the church and given them to you as a gift therefore hold them in the highest regard 1thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 and 13 Resolve conflicts according to God's counsel and live in peace with each other. Respect people's various capacities and stages of development and treat them accordingly with a view to building them up in the Lord. Warn the idle, encourage the timid, literally the small-souled, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. Let merciful kindness rule instead of insisting on getting even when wronged with a blow-by-blow retaliation. Be joyful. When? Always. Pray. How often? Continually. Give thanks. When? In all circumstances. We may not be thankful for the circumstances, but we can be thankful in the circumstances, because Jesus is Lord over all circumstances. Do not put out the Spirit's fire, but test everything. Examine everything with the Word. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. Here is what I believe to be the theme verses of the Epistle. This is the goal, sanctification. God Himself is the means. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete, without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is He who calls you, and He also will bring it to pass. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 and 24 and it is all because of God's grace in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 28 now let's move on to our next stop in our bible reading tour to the bible's songbook the book of psalms psalm 82 verses 1 through 8 rescue the weak and needy a psalm of asaph god has taken his place in the divine council in the midst of the gods he holds judgment how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are God, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. This is a call for justice. God is the ultimate lawgiver and judge. Abraham recognized this. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 25, we read, Abraham says, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Isaiah also recognized this. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Isaiah 33, verse 22. The Lord does not need a jury to weigh in on His decisions, as He is altogether righteous. In His court there is no defense or appeal. So-called gods are addressed here. These are those men who have been granted significant authority to represent the Lord's justice on the earth and interpret His law. The gods are not demons, in that demons don't die as men. There is some ambiguity about verse 5. Does it refer to the poor and needy in verse 4, or the appointed judges? Most likely, the judges. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand they walk on in darkness, all the foundations of the earth are out of course. Psalm 82 verses 4 and 5. Warren Weersby explains the role of the judges, Quote, though these people held high offices and were called Elohim, that is gods, in Exodus chapter 21 verse 6, they were only humans and would be judged for their sins. Privilege brings responsibility and responsibility brings accountability. Jesus quoted verse 6 in John chapter 10 verses 34 through 36 to defend his own claim to be the Son of God. For if the Lord called gods the imperfect human judges chosen by men, how much more should Jesus Christ be called the Son of God, he who was set apart by the Father and sent to earth? In spite of their titles and offices, these judges would die like any other human and pay the price for their sins. When God the judge ceased to speak... Then Asaph added his prayer that God would bring justice to all the earth, and not just to Israel, in verse 8 and chapter 9, verses 7 and 8. When the Lord comes to judge the earth, no one will escape, and his sentence will be just. Asaph's prayer echoes the church's prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew chapter 6 verse 10, end quote. And that quote is from Warren Wiersbe's Bible Exposition Commentary, the B-Series from the Old Testament. Hear the heart cry of the psalmist, Psalm 82, verse 8. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for it is you who possesses all the nations. Now for our final stop in our Bible reading tour, we go to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 25, verses 8 through 10. Argue your case with your neighbor himself and do not reveal another's secret, lest he who hears you brings shame upon you, and your ill repute have no end. It is best to resolve conflicts with your neighbor privately to avoid public shame in the neighborhood. You may be labeled as a neighborhood troublemaker, and people might go out of their way to avoid you. We are also to keep confidences, lest we become known as untrustworthy talebearers. These admonitions represent God's wisdom to build and preserve trust in our community relationships. Now let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, you are our strength and fortress, our refuge in times of distress. You are the potter, we are the clay. We trust you as king, judge, and lawgiver, and we worship your ways even when we lack understanding. Forgive us for those times when we lean on our own understanding and fail to see the good when it comes. You are a mighty warrior. We cannot fight against you and prevail. We need your dealings to keep us humble. May we always be rejoicing and giving thanks in all circumstances. In Jesus' name. Amen. We have taken in more territory in our excursion today in our one-year Bible reading, and tomorrow we start our next book in the New Testament, Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians. I hope you will be able to join us. If you have any comments or questions, if you'd like to be in touch with us, you can always write us an email at podcast at newlife.org. And if you would like to subscribe to a daily email with a written copy of our commentary with illustrations from each day's reading from the One Year Bible, you can do that by going to our website, newlife.org and you can also learn about new life community church and our various ministries so until next time stand strong stay true and abound in the love and grace of our living savior shalom